Welcome in to another episode of RJ Bell's Dream Preview College Basketball Edition, although this is on the Straight Out of Vegas AM feed. Hope you're subscribed to both. Uh, you should be, either way. Uh, I'm AJ Hoffman, joined as always by Griffin Warner. Griffin, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Uh, perfect start to my college basketball season at pregame. Very, very pleased to get out of the blocks. Um, really just trying to make as much money as possible until uh, the eventual swoon occurs. But it uh, hasn't started yet, so hoping to keep that going. Yeah, it is funny. Like You, you, ha- you have to assume that at some point you're going to hit a run where it's like, oh, nothing, nothing is going my way. And until that run happens, all you can do is just try to stack and get as as many right as you can and and hope that you know you're you're not uh you're not seeing things wrong for too long early because if you are you're going to be in a hole. Uh I'm 3 and 1 so far at nice. pregame on on college hoops. I'll take that. Uh my lone loss was with UAB, um a game that you know was was kind of a coin flippy game and uh against Bradley and they they just I I I don't know. I think I maybe underestimated the, the the loss of Jelly Walker, which sounds crazy, but I thought, man, UAB was so deep last year, and they blew a, like a nine-point second-half lead. So I don't feel too bad about it. More importantly, though, 1-0 on best bets on the pod. Uh, gave gave out that Indiana Rutgers under, and um, it, or excuse me, the Princeton Rutgers under, and wasn't much of a sweat. And I think we both took USC um, the next night, and boy, USC looked good. And I, I'm on USC again tonight. Uh, I've got them minus 23. They're up 24 at the half as we record Ooh. this. Okay. So that's a good sign. Like if you're uh, if you're covering 23 at halftime, and your number was 23 full game, I feel like you're you're probably doing okay. All right, my enough. My uh, I'll come in because I think you want me to congratulate you a little bit more. I'm very happy about that start. At least you covered the first half. My whole thing with big <laughs> underdogs is if they ever get outside that number, they're probably not getting back inside it. That's usually the case. That is usually the case. So, uh, and USC, they seem like a team that is. They're not going to just say, eh, "We'll take it easy in the second half." They're, they seem like a team that's going to put up numbers when they can. So I, I like that in a favorite. All right, let's let's get into this week's games. We've got a few big games, then we'll hit some best bets. Uh, and good news is most of these games are already lined because all the good games are on Friday. So let's jump into them. And Arizona is plus five at Duke. I'll let you take the lead here on this one. What are you seeing with Arizona and Duke? Well, um, a Duke team that I really like betting against last season, um, assuming that they found some three-point shooting, though uh, that's always a guess with them, uh, went, pre- I guess, pretty well, 7 of 17 in their opener against Dartmouth. Those at home, they won by 28 points, 38 points, excuse me, my math's not so good on, on the fly, I guess. Um, still got big questions. Kyle Filipowski at six foot eleven or 7 foot, I think he rounded up last year. Um, I'm not sure how that matchup's going to go against Omar Ballo because, uh, as far as I know, no one has stopped him, anyone that I've seen. Um, and that's a big, big problem when you're giving two possessions to a really good team. Um, plenty of questions about Caleb Love, though I feel like he's, uh, he's certainly learned how to play in Cameron Indoor before. Um, it's pretty familiar with, with Duke, I, I would imagine. 
Um, I think the biggest question for me about Arizona is the supporting cast and really that backcourt. Um, Balo seems a little bit alone up top as well this year, though uh, never would I ever expect a Tommy Lloyd team not to have a ton of, of frontcourt depth. But um, that's probably my biggest question. Uh, I've never been really a big Jeremy Roach fan, even as the uh, so-called leader of Duke as a sophomore, I think, when he got labeled that. Um, Duke just hasn't seemed to be the same since Coach K moved on. So um, I'm an Arizona interest at this point. Yeah, Arizona's going to be a wait-and-watch team for me. Uh, they lost a ton of key guys from last year's squad. You mentioned Balo is back. That's big. But the, the additions they they brought in are interesting. Jaden Bradley, uh, Kashad Johnson, and in this game particularly, Caleb Love uh, is interesting. And, you know, a guy who is uh, already uh, used to a, a rivalry against Duke, and he gets to jump right in uh, wearing a different – a different shade of blue for this one instead of the Carolina blue. Uh, I think the question is like, who are the outside shooters for this team? Like, uh, did they did they didn't seem like they brought any in? Like guys that you trust to to hit threes. I think between Kashad Johnson and Omar Balo, they should be able to keep Duke at least limited on the glass, which I think is a big deal anytime you're playing Duke. Uh, for Duke, though, the, the roster is very similar to last year. It's Tyrese Proctor, Jeremy Roach, Kyle Filipowski, like you mentioned. The fact that they're playing at home, I know what they've got. They've got some time together, and not just not just the blowout win over Dartmouth, but actual meaningful minutes this team has played together, uh, which I think Arizona is going to get there eventually. But if I had to pick a side in this game, I think I'd, I'd lean to the Blue Devils here. I, I think that the continuity and – those guys knowing each other uh, sets them up for a good start. Whereas Arizona, there's a, there's a lot of new pieces in place and they, they've got to figure out a way to fit them all together. Yeah. Big test far from home. Um, and unfortunately playing at Cameron is never easy for anyone. If neither of these teams can shoot threes, um, unfortunately that might sound like free throws at the end are even more important, which that Arizona plus five and a half plus six plus four plus four and a half in that range, that is the pure, uh, you are holding on for dear life at the yep. end of a game if they're not going to win. So uh, I'm trying my best maybe to go first half if you like Arizona or mm, uh, maybe skip. All right. Let's look at Tennessee at Wisconsin. And the first thing that jumped out to me is I've got to look at the total here. Wisconsin did something crazy in their first game. They scored 105 points. Whoa. Wisconsin basketball. Uh it, now, granted, Arkansas State looks like they're a really bad defensive team. They were missing three or four of their rotation guys. This was a, a JV game. But Wisconsin hasn't put up 100 points in a game since 2018. I'm going to go ahead and believe, considering this is the same starting five from last year, this is not real. This is not – like Wisconsin hasn't fundamentally changed. They're not a run-and-gun team, especially against Tennessee – a respectable defense. Tennessee, of course, always defense first. I don't think that changes this year. They've been top five in Ken Palm the last three seasons. They were number one last year. Uh, you've got Josiah Jordan-James, who's an elite wing defender. Jonas Adu, who's an elite rim protector. Ziegler, Viscovi are both plus defenders. Vescovi. I always say Viscovi. I don't know why. Uh, he changed it. It started one way and then I think he's right. Way, I don't you yeah, know. Make up your mind. Uh <laughs> I lean to Tennessee, 
who who I liked more last year than Wisconsin anyway. But I, I think the best bet on this game is the under. I, like I just don't believe that Wisconsin being an offensive juggernaut is a thing. Under one thirty four and a half. I like. I don't know. I picture Wisconsin and Tennessee. I picture a game where it's like first to sixty five is the winner, and. I'm not. I'm not going to let one data point where Wisconsin, with the same team they had last year, put up 105 points sway my opinion of what these two programs are. So that'll be my play on this game. Will be the under. Uh, you, you have a, a. You have anything on that total, or is, do you like a side here? I mean, I'm not going to talk you into an over uh, or talk you <laughs> off that under. Uh, I think great spot to sell Wisconsin off 105 points, as you mentioned. Maybe it was a maybe a team high, unless Wisconsin played a six overtime game under Bo Ryan. They still probably hit 99 in that one. Uh, but looking closer at the box score against Arkansas State, only 12 three point attempts, 20 percent of their shots. Um, that is going to be a big, big concern because they're going to go inside. Um, at least that based on that first outing and kind of what they've really struggled at was that three point shot. Um, they're going to try to get points inside. It's not going to work. Um, Tyler Crowell uh, or excuse me, Stephen Crowell and Tyler wall. Uh, they're uh, pretty undersized, pretty thin, pretty non-athletic front court. Uh, they're going to be, have a, I, I guess, I mean, who knows? Maybe they're all of a sudden some Adonis off a big off season weight program, but um, I'm expecting Tennessee to push them around inside and force them to the perimeter. That hasn't worked very well for Wisconsin in the past. Um, and we know Wisconsin's not going to turn it over. If they're going to take a bunch of three-point shots, maybe that leads to some long rebounds, but I think also uh, probably skews towards a really low-scoring output for them. Tennessee, we've known to shoot really poorly at times, especially outside of Knoxville. So um, I don't really see why this total is so high, to be frank. Uh, I I guess maybe we're buying into an Arkansas State defense uh, not being as bad as we're initially thinking it is, but I think it is. So um, it's to me, it's it's an under that makes a lot of sense. Um, I feel like you'll need a few overtimes to get over 135, but uh, I do like Tennessee as a side. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how much I want to underrate or undervalue home court advantage this year because I feel like it was a big, big – plus sign for me last season and, and really just backing teams at cheap prices at home. Um, I don't think Wisconsin is one of those that I want to do that for though here. So uh, I think it's Tennessee and under are my interest. They probably don't really go together necessarily, but um, that's the way I feel. I mean, they have to go together. Wisconsin is 105 points a night game or a team true. so far. So, true, uh, true. all right, uh, let's look at Virginia at Florida, Virginia minus one at Florida. And the first thought is, well, Virginia was a four seed in the tournament last year. Florida didn't even make the tournament. Why minus one? And then I looked at the rosters and I'm like, I don't like, I didn't like Virginia last year. I don't know how Virginia was a four. Like, I don't think they're very good. They don't have anyone who can create shots. I don't see anyone on this roster who can create shots. I, I, I guess they were, they were better than I had them in my mind last year. They were better than I thought they were because they were a four seed, but I don't think this is like a, a any kind of a contending team. I, I just don't see that with them. Uh, so I'm looking to sell them out of the gate. And then Florida feels like a team. First of all, they, they don't have the depth to play at the tempo they want to play all season long. Like you can tell, like if they want to run and gun all season long, that'll be cool for a little while. They're going to run out of gas, but they're, the guys that they've got, 
I'm interested in. And like Riley Kugel, Walter Clayton, these are NBA level scores. Uh, they've got a very good defensive front court. I think this boils down to can can they play a Florida game over a Virginia game? Like, can they dictate the pace? And again, I think playing as fast as they want to play long term isn't great. But right now on December 10th or November 10th, I, I like it. I, I'm, I'm cool with you guys playing fast and making Virginia play a little uncomfortable. Um I am going to lean to Florida here. I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger yet, but I, that's certainly the way I'm looking. Uh, I, I feel like being the home team, uh, they should be able to kind of control the tempo a little bit. And again, Virginia, just a team that I, I don't have much interest in right now. What do you see? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, it's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped the board as a sponsor with us, I've been drinking AG1. Because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, but uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. So I don't know if this is a home game for Florida. Um, I want to say it's maybe in Orlando, wherever the Spectrum right. Center is. Yep, um, yeah. Excuse me. No, it's actually it's in Charlotte, North Carolina. So um, welcome to the beginning of the season, trying yep. to find where games are being played. Because literally, you will have no idea whether you're using Don Best to find like in rotation order, which is how I usually do it. I basically make lines, assuming a team's at home, and I realize half of my projections are going to be wrong. Yeah, uh, but that explains it a little bit. I think from a Virginia point of view, 
Um, that roster is usually filled with household names that we've heard about forever. Uh, I know Reese Beekman really well. McNeely, I know a little bit because he's a point guard and was supposed to be a three-point shooter off the bench. The rest of that team is really unknown to me, and I wonder if just recruiting has completely fallen off the face of the earth because no one wants to play in a Virginia style to try to make the NBA um, or G League or whatever people are worried about these days. Uh, on the Florida side, I mean, Todd Golden, to me, is one of the most intelligent. I know you've been all over him when he was at San Francisco back in the day. Yep. Um, this podcast is going on so long. We actually have coaches <laughs> in multiple destinations with like multiple track records, but um, Walter Clayton, great pull. I, I really liked the Tyree Samuel transfer as well. He didn't really ever get it together at Seton hall, but maybe a change of scenery is a big deal. Um, I think Florida is to me, one of those teams. I'm not really sure how they're going to play because they haven't had the ability to play that up-tempo game uh, with Colin Castleton because they wanted to keep him yeah. on the floor as much as possible. So this is a different game. I think we know that Todd Golden's going to be the the Houston Rockets of the college basketball game, which is shoot threes, get layups, and that's about it. Uh, I love that idea. I think most of the time with tempo, Virginia will usually win no matter who they're playing against. Um, but I don't even know if Virginia's going to stick to that because I wonder if Tony Bennett is kind of like, well – uh, this le- this leopard cheetah whatever might need to change his spots because it's not really going to work very well even though you bring in a big recruit like Jacob Groves who was a disaster for Oklahoma and, and whatever he did in the NCAA tournament that got him and his brother to yeah. a new new location so uh, I like Florida at this point but it, I think it's also a similar idea that maybe Virginia isn't exactly who we think they are uh, and if they're going to be continued I mean a four seed last year I think was based on the ACC being so weak so. If we're going to keep our opinions this high of Virginia, I expect to be against them a lot this season. Same. And I, I noticed in the the first game, which they were playing Loyola, Maryland, it's not not much uh, – it shouldn't have been much competition. But I was I was curious what the minutes breakdown looked like without Castleton on the floor. And the uh, – I can't remember his name anymore. Micah something. The guy, the And Logton. Yeah, the transfer from Marshall – uh, he's kind of moved into that role now. It looks like, like, and he's the big, slow rim defender. Um, so they're still their tempo is still going to be wait for this guy to get down the floor. Uh, but I, I, it seems like he's a lot less of a part of the offense than Castleton was, which it does allow them to go a little bit faster than they did last year. I, I think I'm interested in the talent that Florida's got. I like their coach. I'm curious to see if he can put it together. But so. Early, I'm going to be leaning to them, uh, and, and early, I want to be fading Virginia, like I said. All right, let's get to best bets. Before we do, Ooh. let's do this. Let's do a promo code. Hmm. Let's do promo code college, and you can get a, a college basketball season access from any pro you choose for only four seventy seven. That's uh, normally five hundred seventy five dollars. You get it for four seventy seven with the promo code college at checkout. So any pro Griffin, I know you killed it last year, uh, and Thank obviously off, off to a great start this year. Uh, Fezic always does a good job. Fezic can't name a college basketball player, but he uh, <laughs> he trades information with the the guys who are the best in the world at this, and uh, he's he's always getting the great numbers. So uh, any of those guys, uh, promo code college when you check out. All right. Let's get to best bets. I will lead us off here, and I'm going to go with Texas A&M at Ohio State. Uh, at this number, there's one and a half and twos out there. Um, I guess for the, it, it, I bet this at two. I'm going to go ahead and assume that 
the more widely available number is one and a half. So that's what we'll keep for this pod. And I'm all right with that. I don't understand how A&M's a dog here. Uh, Ohio State last year was an unmitigated disaster. And I, I don't know if there's anything positive that came out of that season. What did they do to overhaul it? Well, first of all, they lost Bryce Sensabaugh. That's that's not going to be good. They brought in Jamison Battle from Minnesota, who was way worse last year than he was the year before when he looked like he was one of the better players in the Big Ten. And outside of him, I don't know how many of the other transfers that are coming in are real impact guys. They've got three top 75 recruits. Those types of players take some time to uh, to make some noise. Like if you're the top 10 guys, like Isaiah Collier, you put those guys on the floor, you can see right away. These guys that are like the 60th best player in the country, those guys aren't likely to be like instant impact guys. It's pretty rare. So I, I think that we're we're forgetting what happened with Ohio State last year. They were so bad defensively. I don't think they're better defensively. As for the Aggies, I, I think this is a, a team to buy on. They lost just one key guy from last year. Now, it was Dexter Dennis, their best on-ball defender. I mean, it's not like he's a nothing. It's a big deal. The rest of the top nine rotation is back, though. So the top nine minutes, guys, eight of them are back. And this team finished the season winning 17 of their last 20 games. They finished the season strong. Buzz Williams is excited about this team. Uh, This looks like maybe one of the best teams he's had, like not just at Texas A&M. I think it's the best team he's had at Texas A&M, but this is one of the best teams he's had, period. So getting points here against an Ohio State team that I want to fade feels like a gift early on. So uh, I'm on the Aggies plus one and a half at Ohio State. What do you think of that one? Well, I love Buzz Williams. He was the guy that I was hoping would take the Texas job way back when, when Chaka Smart was just consistently Mm -hmm. putting up eight and eight seasons in the Big 12 or whatever, however many games were being played at that point. Um, You know, from an Ohio State point of view, let's not forget that they lost, I think, like nine games in a row in conference play last year. And Chris Holtman is fired if he doesn't win the first three games of the Big Ten tournament, make the Big Ten championship, nearly win and get an automatic bid. And then supposedly this big recruiting class is coming in. And so they wanted to keep that together. And that's why they held on to him. Uh, He's been a disaster. Usually the start of the season is when Chris Holtman uh, looks like the prom queen and then he turns into Miss Congeniality or whatever's puking in the bathroom towards the end. So uh, I don't know where we are at this point in the season and if that's even going to hold true. But uh, Ohio State are a team I want to be against. Um, There is some competition with a pretty good football team playing in that same city. So maybe uh, you might distract a little bit. I know Friday night versus Saturday might be a little different, but um, I'm a believer in A&M at this point. It hates painful for me to say, as I generally want A&M to lose everything in the world. Um, but, you know, I, I, I like to play and I'm hoping that you get to 2-0 uh, and I'm going to need to catch up to that. The Oakland Grizzlies, that's who Ohio State played in their first game. Uh, those Oakland Grizzlies were 13-19 and 19 last season. And Ohio State's biggest lead in the entire game was seven points. They won by six against Oakland. This Texas A&M team is good, man. I'm telling you, this is a this is going to be a wake up call for Ohio State if they're still messing around. I, 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 like I, I think they, I think A&M wins this game. All right, uh, where are you going for your best bet? I just, I'm glad we got a Greg Campy reference in in the podcast <laughs> for exists. all the mid major listeners that are out there. Okay, so for my best bet, 
Uh, I'm going to go with the College of Charleston. They're a pick them right now at a neutral site game. Um, don't ask me where it is, but it's against Duquesne. And uh, both coming off, coming off really close wins in their first, both by two points exactly. Uh, but Duquesne have been a team really that I just haven't really had much of a belief in for a long time now. I look what Pat Kelsey did last year at College of Charleston. They were a talk of the town of the – nation of the world probably not i don't think the world follows college basketball but enough people are talking about him and uh he's a, a an up-and-coming coach that's kind of been talked about for a long time i think charleston are too cheap right now at pick em, so give me charleston a pick em right now at the neutral court against the duquesne team that always seems to disappoint it's at alumni hall in annapolis maryland so there we are thank you uh, I don't, I don't know who's – I mean, I'm guessing that's probably a little closer for Duquesne, but I, I don't think either of these schools are, are the kind of uh, fan bases are going to be traveling for early early uh, November, you know, non-conference games. That doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So I, I would imagine the crowd won't play much into it, but it is probably in not. Annapolis. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with the pick. Um, I was I was a little surprised to see the, the number as well, although – uh, Ken Palm has these teams like they've got uh, Duquesne about 10 spots higher than Charleston. I, I don't feel that way. I think, I mean, obviously there's a lot of, of last season's data uh, pumped into that as well. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and both of them had really close wins uh, against teams, I guess that have a little bit of a brand name, but probably aren't as good as they have been. Uh, Charleston beat Iona by two points and uh, Duquesne beat Cleveland state by two points, but I don't know if either of those schools are as good this year as they've been in the past. So I, I would say probably disappointing starts for both schools, uh, but this is a big one uh, to see who's going to head in the right direction. I lean your way as well. So hopefully we've got a couple best bet winners here. Get us back on track. Uh, well, I shouldn't say get us back on track. Yeah, one, you're off to one a great start. Come on. One come and on. one start for best bets. We'll take that. You know, hover around 500. You, you those... will take your one and oh. I've got some, I got some, uh, some track to, to catch up to you on. But uh, Griffin, I'm, I'm a team guy. I'm a team guy. I'm looking for three and one are. is what I'm looking for. Here we go, baby. So, all right, uh, guys, appreciate you. Enjoy the hoops this weekend. Griffin, thank you as always. And uh, we will be back on Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, depending on when it pops up on your podcast feed uh, with the games for next week. So enjoy this weekend of hoops. If you've got time around the football, fighting, whatever you're watching this weekend, there's something for everybody. Uh, But we appreciate you taking the time to listen, and we will talk to you guys next week.